turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. All right, welcome aboard. It's Hour 3. It's Backbone Radio. It is June 5th, 2022, and it's plenty bright outside. We're heading into those long days, the long days of June. I'm all in favor of it. But I think when it comes down to it, my favorite season is winter when it's just brutal, cold, snowy weather, and you get to wear the Norwegian wool and all that and put your skis on and do the whole deal. But, you know, generally I realize that Whenever a season is upon us, I think it's kind of my favorite season. So I have, I tell my kids I have four favorite seasons. <laughs> At any rate, I just had word that uh, my, just a picture come in of my, my oldest daughter just, they got second place in a big soccer tournament that was going on this weekend up in Aurora. And so I just got a picture of the girls wearing their big medallions. So, A. I missed today's games. I got to see all of the games yesterday, and they were just on fire. Got a lot of done kids playing soccer. So uh, this one I get to enjoy vicariously. Good job. Good job to my 11-year-old, and she's a quick, quick, amazing little player, in my opinion. At any rate, um, the question that I was uh, kind of working up to is, when you see all of the, the negative going on in American politics, in particular, yes, since the Biden administration took the reins of power, since the Biden administration got installed, inflation has gone up, right? Gas prices have rocketed, and there is not one bit of positive news you ever find in the stock market. It's basically we're in a bear market right now. <laughs> it's, it's a massacre. Interest rates have gone up. The housing market has finally stalled, in my opinion. Uh, you got this uh, just pointless and ridiculous war in Ukraine that puts puts us on the edge or on the verge of like a World War Three Armageddon nuclear cloud scenario. And you think, all right, is this all just incompetence? Are these people incompetent? Or is this like a willful kind of scenario? And... I've had some debates with callers over the years. I've been reluctant to say that, you know, this is willful and intentional kind of stuff. Like, like how could these people despise their own country and hate their own people so much and want to wreck this place? I mean, how, how could they possibly want to do that? But you have to start, you know, looking at reality and looking what's happening and seeing things in certain ways and kind of start realizing, in, in my opinion, that this is deliberate. This is by design. And at least on the energy front, their efforts to try to go and transition. They're even boasting about transitioning. Um, and actually, those, those are actually, uh, just as an FYI, they're, it's all uh, the Neil Oliver, all Neil Oliver. Those might be, at any rate, um, we're just working on our soundboard here. But um, I think it's deliberate. And I think the people in power, the people on top, really and truly do despise the heartland of this country. They despise the people that share the soil 
of their own nation and that they have some kind of a, a weird vision for the future that involves them having all the power and owning everything and you, dear working class citizen, middle class, owning nothing. I think somehow the people that are on top of the world right now, and it's not just America, but you're seeing it in Europe and you're seeing it kind of um, you know across the globe, that the people on top, the people in charge, have, I think, developed a set of ideas and principles and platforms that will sustain their own ruling class power, their own pocketbooks into perpetuity. And in particular, they view the American middle class, which does have a Second Amendment, among other things, as the main obstacle to their, to their future that they envision for themselves. All right. Now, one of the individuals who has commented on this so beautifully, okay, and has been opening my eyes is a Scotsman named Neil Oliver, who is, uh, he's on GB News, and uh, Mark Stein is also on GB News. Remember Mark Stein, who filled in for Rush Limbaugh so ably all of those years? Well, Neil Oliver, and I've mentioned his name before, and I've done a few segments about Neil Oliver in the past, uh, over this year, okay, when I kind of discovered him. And he's a he's an archaeologist by profession. He's graduate trained in the archaeology field. And he actually wrote a wonderful history of the Vikings, which my wife has actually just completed that book, and I'm about one-third of the way in. And Neil Oliver is quite fascinated with Viking history and uh, Viking archaeology. And it's a very interesting book. I highly recommend it. But this uh, Neil Oliver is a very independent-minded, free-spirited individual who really believes in freedom and liberty, even though he's a Scotsman, right? And he has a lot to say on this very topic that I'm bringing up about, is it deliberate? Is it by design? And sometimes around here at Backbone Radio, I do some slightly philosophical-type segments where I go a little bit long on a topic and it's good to uh, for uh, we have a, the most high IQ listenership that's got to be anywhere in America is right here at Backbone Radio where we can go deeper, get past the headlines, and make some uh, make some points that I think we need to be keeping in mind. Is you start to see the potential for real evil in this world, you start to see the real potential for tech tyranny, for how a digital world can control us and put the hand put power in the hands of a small few people that have the global surveillance state powers, all right? So I wanted to just bring a few Neil Oliver clips up right out of the gate. And Neil Oliver, this is from his talk that he gave last night, I believe, on GB News. And let's just bring this forward, and let's just maybe pause and talk a bit about each little segment that I bring forward, because I think this is the most important stuff that we need to be thinking and talking about right now. Neil Oliver. If you cannot, simply cannot understand what's happening in the country and in the world now, I might have the explanation. You may, at least until recently, have been labouring under the misapprehension that the state has your back, that those in power have your best interests at heart. Let me make it clear that I use the word state deliberately. These words are not directed solely at the government or even just parliament, but at the whole edifice of those in positions of power, elected and not. If, like me, you no longer believe the state has your back, 
it's at least likely that you know, indeed are surrounded by many that still do. You or those around you may still believe that decisions are being taken, plans set in place by those at the top of the food chain, with a view to securing and perpetuating the world your ancestors worked for, in some cases gave their lives for. You or they may have thought that the indigenous culture of these islands, nurtured for a thousand years, was still held dear by those occupying positions of power and responsibility. But no, as far as I'm concerned, that's no longer the case and hasn't been the case for a good long while. Understand and accept this much, at least, and the otherwise bewildering sense of confusion goes away at once. It's such a relief. It's such a relief. And when you look at the constant steady stream of bad news, bad news that percolates around us all the time, especially these days in the Biden era, all of the economic disaster you're seeing and the decisions that are being made by our elites, by the ruling classes, by those that have been installed, and how they are such a complete and total affront to you, to me, to the heartland, to the normal working-class American citizenry. And it's not just here, it's around the globe. And again, Neil Oliver is a Scottish individual. When you start realizing that somehow the people in power, their minds have gotten warped to the point where they despise their own nation, they despise the, their, the history of their own nations, and somehow they want to render it asunder. They want to destroy it. They want to wreck it. They want to wreck the nations that our forefathers and foremothers have built and in some cases have died and fought for in the attempt to preserve our nations. And you start thinking, okay, could this really be? It's, 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 it's a new mindset. Neil Oliver has gotten there. We'll go to the phones. We'll talk to Jack. I know he's gotten there. I've got a lot more Neil Oliver ahead, so hang tight. Just sit with me on this one. This is a deeper kind of thing. We're going to go into this in more detail. Thanks for being with us. Backbone Radio, a lot more around this corner. Ario Speedwagon rolling with the changes there, but it seems like all the changes these days are bad. They are in-your-face changes, and the people on top are just reveling in their hypocrisy, of course. They say one thing. They set one set of standards for the people that are outside the regime, and then they flaunt them themselves. Look no further than Peter Navarro or Sussman or go down the list on that. But we're talking about Neil Oliver, the Scottish archaeologist commentator over at GB News, who says he's kind of finally figured it out that the elites on top, they're wrecking the place by design. It's really what they want to do. And the government does not have your back. The government is not looking for solutions for you. The government is actively hostile towards you. The government actually despises you, and they despise your country and the heritage and history of your country, and they want to destroy it. And they're actively doing so. Revolution is coming from the people who have gotten themselves installed in government. And two quick new Oliver clips, then off to talk to Jack on the phone lines. Uh, if you can hang Jack, just a second. But Neil Oliver, the Scotsman, starts bringing this stuff home, and it's very persuasive. So much of what's happening now, crashing economy, livelihoods destroyed, dismal care of physical and mental health, education's compromised or worse, 
A so-called green agenda prioritised at all costs and regardless of harms done by subsidies on bills, those subsidies that are the only, absolutely the only reason any private company ever raised a wind turbine or invested in solar panels for British skies, VAT on fuel, spiralling costs of food and essentials, deliberately destructive setting aside of farmland and discouragement of farmers and farming as an industry in a time of global food insecurity, domestic and international travel made so problematic as to be hardly worth the bother, the looming prospect of digital IDs, the rise of digital currencies instead of money, all of these troubling realities and more, all of it makes sense once you apply the keep it simple principle. Yeah, a digital currency. Everything is controlled. Everything is monitored. The global surveillance state, everything you say, everything that gets uttered or sent or texted or every phone call recorded to be used against you and, oh, the digital currency thing. One more, Neil Oliver, just before we do more even. What we are witnessing is no longer a state working to serve us and to protect our shared heritage, institutions, culture and way of life. Rather, we're watching their deliberate destruction and dismantling ready for replacement with something else. Many of those in place in our institutions, in government, in parliament, civil service, academia, even the church, evidently loathe this country. It's that simple. They loathe what this country has been, what to some extent at least it still is. Furthermore, they despise those who value what has been and who wish to see all of that conserved and handed on to future generations. These islands are presided over now by ideologues committed to the wholesale demolition of what has been Britain and British and its replacement with the product of some parasitic ideology shaped in their own image. Yes, and we'll do more Neil in just a moment, but... This is a Scotsman talking about Scotland and the British Isles. And does that not sound about like what's happening here in Biden's America? Does that not have an echo that resonates? And you start thinking about the global ruling class, the global surveillance state, the World Economic Forum, the UN, the WHO. Yeah, the global ruling class and their organizations and their common outlook on the world and their common outlook on despising the nations of the West, their heritage, their history, and the people that live within them trying to destroy them. Are we living through this? Let's open our minds to this possibility. And somebody whose mind has been open to this for quite some time is the great individual Jack who alternates his time between Wyoming and even Evergreen, Colorado. Jack, welcome to the program. Yeah, Doc, I just opened the garage door, so I'm almost in the house. Hey, uh, I've been saying it for like three years at least, and what the Scotsman is alluding to is precisely what I'm saying, and I always say it with less words than most people do. But for a long period of time, heads of state, they had people believing it was about how best to control the masses basically for their benefit. That doesn't exist anymore. What you have now is who best to control the masses, and that is exclusively for their benefit. And that's what the guy's saying. And, I mean, I say stuff so much quicker than other people do. But what I wanted to call you, was you were waxing eloquently about how much you appreciated all of these seasons. And since you love music so much, why not hit uh, Vivaldi? I mean, play Vivaldi. Oh, yeah, that that Four Seasons seasons thing by uh, that Uh, Italian composer. I know you're never going to do Johnny Ace. 
No, I'm going to do Johnny Ace, and you, you can hold oh, me yeah. to it. I already have done Johnny Ace, technically, for the record. I've actually already done Vivaldi. I've played some of the four oh. seasons, but it, you might have to go back a few too many years. But um, <laughs> but you can never play All enough right. of them. <laughs> but, Jack, you're, yeah. you're one of the people. What, you and I have had a few conversations and debates on this topic about the intentionality of the destruction of America well, and of Europe. And, and, and I, was, I was reluctant to just jump on board with that, but... I As know, I'm watching things Joey play out, I'm starting to think, man, Jack was right. Jack's, Jack's on I've this. Been telling every, I've been telling everybody on talk radio I'm at least two years ahead of all you guys. I know it sounds awfully <laughs> self-centered, but I mean, but you know. Not you two, but three. You got to tear, and there's no better way to tear it down than cut our economy. And the only way to sh- t- turn the switch on our economy is to shut off the energy. I mean, it's simple. An idiot can see it. All right. Shut off the energy. Yeah, and that gets to uh, our, our guy, our Scotsman Neil Oliver gets into that in some of his next clips here, and uh, you know maybe yeah. they don't want you with a car, maybe they don't want you uh, like driving anywhere, they they and maybe they want they the want power them. to shut off your electricity if you're like a wrong thinker and you don't support the regime fully. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you can't get you can't get Portland cement. I'm paying a hundred dollars per truck tire more than I did a year ago. And in another, by the end of the summer, you're not even going to be able to buy a truck tire. And, you know, we buy dozens of them at a time. I mean, it's it's getting serious, Matt. But anyway, let me go in the house. Okay, with you. Jack, go in the house, and uh, we send you the good word. And know that um, your thinking has been influential around here, okay? Take that with you as you go inside, all right? Well, the only one so far that's ever sent me a check has been uh, San, uh, Sandwich Burger. He sent you a check, huh? Well, yeah. Well, well, maybe I should write one and and uh, put it in the mail. You know, you know that that phrase, the checks in the mail. Check the mail, man. Yeah, yeah. I got, <laughs> I got, I got plenty of money. Just play Johnny Ace. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Jack. All right, you are the man. Don't forget it. Okay. Glad you checked in. And um, Jack is pretty darn good at uh, setting us straight most evenings. And. Yeah, Neil Oliver. He gets into the energy equation here, but let's let's do one more. And again, this is a voice you need to listen to and to at least be contemplating to face the reality ahead, which could be grimmer than some of us have even realized. In times such as these, there's often an appetite for and calls for revolution. I would advise against such means. Revolutions are for the birds, always a disaster in the end. Revolutions devour their children, as a wise man said. The preferable solution is to maintain all that is good, all that has served us well. Maintain the foundations of the old house and as much of the structure above as is still sound. Root out the rot and treat the woodworm. Repair and replace what's broken, but keep as much as possible of what has stood the test of time, what has worked. The bitter irony is that it appears that a revolution is indeed being planned, in fact has been long in the planning and is now being rolled out. In the past, it was kings and nation-states that feared revolution by the common people, the slaves. Now it's the state itself that's fomenting revolution from within. The rot is at the core, at the heart. By contrast, it's the people, we the people, who want the country and the culture and the heritage saved and who must therefore resist the state-sponsored revolution with all the strength we have. And that is a new way to think of it, folks, that the revolutionaries have gotten hold of government and they're using government surveillance powers and alliances with select corporations and the oligarchs to unfurl their revolution that benefits them and only hurts us. And yes, intentional. More on this in just a sec.
There we go. A little Luane out of Francais. The Game Girl song, singing in English on that one. Usually we play Luane in the French language. But I guess she's bilingual. That's a, that's something. And yeah, we're talking about Neil Oliver, who on Twitter, his handle is at the Coast Guy. The Coast Guy, who I think is bringing some major home run insights to his programming commentary he offers over on GB News, where again, you can find Mark Stein commentary. And um, he's definitely got me thinking. We've got a few more clips to work through. But over at the Issues and Insights editorial board, which I believe is part of the Investor's Business Daily publication, they have this essay out came out on May 26th called The Elites Have Every Intention of Controlling Our Lives. And just working this in, from the world's largest gathering of hypocrites at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, we have learned that a personal carbon footprint tracker is in the works. In the wrong hands, it would be the equivalent of the ankle monitors used to ensure that criminal offenders don't escape their house arrest. Apparently in Davos, J. Michael Evans, who's president of the Alibaba Group, said this, quote, We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their whole carbon footprint. Hmm. Does that sound exciting to you? Your carbon footprint being recorded by elites, by, uh, by the power corridors of the government around the world? And um, the Issues and Insights editorial boards board concludes by saying this. It's inevitable that the elites, government, industrial complex will use technology to control the growing number of smart devices in our lives. Politicians and regulators have already determined how much water can be used to flush toilets and flow through our shower heads, set limits on electricity and water use in dishwashers. They've made gasoline cans more expensive and difficult to use. They've ruined automobile design. It will be their pleasure to continue to increase their authority over our lives. And they have a few examples in here like, oh, you know that digital thermostat you've got? What if the government decides that they're going to control the thermostat in your own home? Yuval Noah Harari, I've read a few of his books, was at the Davos, Switzerland, WEF summit. And he said this, quote, governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet. Above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. Measurements of like your blood measurements and whether or not you've had a vaccine or not. And um, I could go down that list there, but you start thinking about digital currency and digital surveillance of everything you do. Everything is tracked and measured by government power, by government authority. These people who are hell-bent on destroying their own nations, America included. Not a pretty picture, folks. We could be heading into a very strange new world, right? we got to go into it with our eyes open. Let's hear a little bit more Neil Oliver, who starts getting into these very topics. We're told by them that pain is coming and that the pain must be endured. Suddenly they're all saying it at once all over the world. Yet another script parroted in unison, like build back better, only worse. But that pain is for us alone, we the proles. 
Those with the money and power will glide above it all in their private jets, leaving in their wake contrails of CO2 that might as well scribble on the sky the message, suck it up, peasants. They'll push burgers made of bugs at us while they sit down to coat de boeuf. We'll have real pain and they'll have champagne. We'll have nothing and they'll be happy. Or so they like to think. That is their vision, the Davos Forum. You will own nothing and you will be happy, which means we will own everything, which means that we will owe them. We will be in debt to the elites. They've got this structured this way. Well, you're eating your bugs and your synthetic meat and you're living in your pod and you rent everything. You don't own everything. And yeah, you can pay your rent to them because they will own it. Are they going to give up their ownership? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not part of their vision. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. Yeah. Again and again, I turn to the keep it simple philosophy, what some call Occam's razor. If it seems to make no sense that 30 million petrol and diesel cars might be replaced with electric alternatives powered by a non-existent infrastructure, that's because the simpler explanation is that almost none of us are meant to have cars at all, electric or otherwise. If you wonder why in the US and here in Britain we're turning our backs on fracking and other sources of power under our feet and beneath our surrounding seas, it's because the intention is that we in the troublesome West should have much, much less energy available to us as ordinary people than before. The intention is not to go green. The intention is that we should go without. Go without. Yeah, let's go without your cars. And, you know, they're making it pretty hard to get gasoline, making it pretty expensive. Is this by design? Is this their master plan part of it? As part of the revolution, the state is laying plans to hinder any protest or dissent. The so-called online safety bill is nothing less than a whole new way to ensure the censorship and silencing of any who would challenge the hobbling of our rights and freedoms, our herding like cattle towards a digital slavery in which our every financial transaction, every communication, every movement, every meeting, every word might be monitored in real time and also judged against a code of behaviour drafted by people we do not see and cannot know. We stand to be judged against standards set to curtail every aspect of our being, and whenever it suits the state, we'll be found wanting and punished as a consequence. Mmm, censorship, silencing, anybody have that happen to them in the United States? Anybody been shut down, silenced by Twitter, Facebook? Go down the list. They've got the digital power. They've got the digital controls. They can shut up anybody who disagrees with them, any non-friend of the evil regime, more Neil. The economic mess we're in now is not the fault of we, the little people, but of the banks and their ruinous recklessness in pursuit of obscene profit. In 2008, they got to write off their mistakes with the help of eye-watering amounts of taxpayers' money to cancel their debts. Those same banks don't want to do the same for us, though. Far from it. The bankers and the rest of the super-rich elite want to foreclose on those in debt, when that happens, the rich elite will own everything, and we will own nothing. Sound familiar? In this year of jubilee, I would say we have a lot to learn from ancient wisdom. To remember that our ancestors knew the fight that mattered was to prevent the population falling into bondage to the elite who wanted to own everything. I very much doubt that a jubilee for the people, an unconditional cancelling of all debt, is quite the great reset those of the elite have in mind. They need us to owe them so that they own us. Bankers always say debts must always be paid or there'll be chaos. They would say that, wouldn't they? Yep, 
it kind of makes sense to me that they would love to have the people in debt to them. They're not going to be canceling that. I know it's Jubilee week in England with the Queen and all that, and the roots of the Jubilee going back to the time of Jesus are debt forgiveness, and I didn't emphasize that in the Neil Oliver commentary here, but that's part of what he was talking about. But one last clip from Neil Oliver, the Scotsman, the archaeologist. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. This is the time of waking up and understanding that the state is not to be trusted. Not anymore and not for a long time. All of this is the stuff they used to call conspiracy theory. Call it as much if it blows your skirt up. I no longer care. In my book, those they call conspiracy theorists are more accurately described as the ones who saw it all coming. The ones who saw it all coming, and maybe maybe that will be us. But you start thinking about the world ahead and the power that technology will offer to the people who control the technologies and press the buttons and record everything and use anything anybody has ever said against them in any way they so choose and punish any opponents of the regime and censor them and silence them and like with Peter Navarro, put them in ankle chains before the cameras, bring them into John Hinckley's cell. Yes, Navarro, one of the greats from the Trump administration. What kind of people are we being ruled by right now? What kind of people and how intentional, frankly, is all of this we are seeing with the chaos, the destruction, the inflation, the bear market, Go down that whole list. How much of this is intentional, and does the government, in fact, not have our back? And I would submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that that is where we are, that we are there. We've been there for maybe longer than I have realized, than many have realized, and we have to start facing up to this to be ready and figure out how do we stand up to this, and how do we, you know, this is the thing. They don't like the Second Amendment, The elites do see the patriotic American heartland middle class as the main obstacle to their rule of, frankly, the world. Rush Limbaugh used to say that. And the fact that we have a Second Amendment does not play well with them. Hope you've had a sacred Sunday across Colorado, across backbone country. That's Gathering Flowers for the Master's Bouquet by the Blood Oranges. That's a song that... I had to dig pretty deep to find. I bet very few folks have ever heard that one. And I just love that tune. And we like to play the old-time sacred songs on our last bumper music opportunity of every Sunday, a sacred Sunday. Let they continue to be sacred. And we've been talking about some pretty heavy topics that are forward-looking topics about the digital tech tyranny control future potential And whenever the elites start talking about carbon trackers, carbon or climate change or even pandemics, you see how they transcend borders? Like what Earth Day is, it transcends borders, it transcends nations. You start thinking of us as living on a planet rather than within a nation that has been the most successful and most effective with its own embodied constitution. And it's hard to understand for a lot of folks that when you start stepping out of our own constitution – It gets real dark and real bad in a hurry, but that's the plan these global elites have and get ready for them to use carbon, climate, pandemics, energy issues, things like that to put more power in their own coffers 
We have to stand up to that. And by the way, when I say these hostile elites, like Neil Oliver's been saying, they, they, they despise the people, they despise the Constitution even. Listen to Representative David Cicilline talking about Second Amendment rights the United States of America. Yeah, they, the Second Amendment makes them uncomfortable. They're coming for the guns, folks. So spare me the bull about well, constitutional rights. Well, the gentleman not be, No, I will not yield. And I'm not going to yield for my entire five minutes, so don't ask again. Spare me the BS about your constitutional rights. This is the attitude of our government elites, folks, right here. So spare me the bull about well, constitutional rights. Well, the gentleman not be, no, I will not yield, and I'm not going to yield for my entire five minutes, so don't ask That's again. That's hatred. That's hostility. That's hating the Constitution. That's hating the American people. That's preening for the cameras. That's what we're up against, folks. And we also have got Bill Gates, the most one of the most biggest freaks on the planet who's probably gone insane somewhere along the way. Maybe after he spent all those years flying around on Epstein's jet, Bill Gates reiterating his passionate plea for synthetic meat in this country. But I, I read in one of the interviews you gave in the, in the last week or two, it was just published, you said rich nations should move to 100% synthetic beef. Uh, yeah, unless we can make the cow zero emission, uh, which, you know, I'm not sure we can, we do need to make, uh, to get rid of those emissions. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. The scale up and the... Uh, Innovation still required there is quite large. What an absolute freak oligarch. Unless we can make the cow zero emissions. <laughs> My gosh, folks, uh, you, you can take your synthetic meat, Bill, and shove it somewhere. All right? I want to be gentle and kind, as I always am around here. But come on, Bill. And cow zero. Anyway, I'll get a hold of myself here. But that's Bill Gates. And synthetic meat, bugs, pods, the World Economic Forum, the UN, the WHO, carbon, climate, pandemics, energy. They don't want you driving. Does this stuff sound a little outlandish or is this where they want us to go? We need Republican fighters in office. When you think about the primary, who's going to be the best person to stand up to the evil regime that's not just here but around the world? Trump has done his part. And I do hope he has another part to play, as Roger Kimball indicates. But by the way, this Build Back Better thing, I thought that was a Biden slogan. But guess what? In this little Build Back Better montage here, you hear Bill, you hear Bill Clinton, you hear Joe Biden, you hear, hear Hillary Clinton, you hear Barack Obama, you hear Prince Charles, you hear a whole bunch of these like global around the world elites talking about building back better after the pandemic. Interesting, folks. This is a coordinated deal. Pertinent question to ask how do we build back better? Build back better. Building back better. Build back better. To build back better. Build back better. Build back better. Build it back better. Build back better. Build back better. Build back better. Build back better. Building back better our economy. Well, it means that we're going to have a lot of building back to do. Some would say to build back better. We would say to really have a great reset. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address Trudeau, global challenges like Canada. extreme poverty, inequality, Klaus and Schwab. Change. Did you hear As his we accent? Seek to rebalance 
the urban-rural divide and the need to address rural-to-urban migration, the physical implementation of secondary city plans is one of the areas that can have the most positive impact in the coming decade. Yeah, there's Prince Charles. He's all into the Build Back Better thing, and you heard Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum in there. You heard all so the, the people that run Australia and New Zealand. They're all into this whole Build Back Better thing. This is a globally coordinated thing. I think Neil Oliver's on to something, folks. I think we are, too. Let's say hello to Jim. Jim, welcome to the program. Uh, Jim in Denver, how are you tonight? Yeah, I'm great. I'm just wondering if you've seen uh, Sling Blade yet. Oh, anyway. I still haven't. By the way, great to hear your voice, sir. Been a few years, and glad you're out there in the ether somewhere, hanging out, doing your thing. I listen every week. Amen. Um, yeah, you know, I've just been too angry and sad at the same time to have the heart to call because of the craziness that's been going on, seeing the destruction of the country. Uh, yep, it's hard to watch. You know, Peter Navarro, he's just emblematic of the new, well, not new, the Nazi scare tactics, tactics the same as they use with Roger Stone, essentially. Yep, and Paul Manafort and everybody else uh, in the Trump administration. Flynn, yeah, General it's Flynn. Amazing. It's amazing. They use the hammer against us, and we... What do we do? We just caress them, I guess. Anyway, we're just a banana republic at this point. I'm afraid you're right. We are there. We've got stolen elections. You know, who's going to send people, emissaries from other countries to oversee our elections is what I want to know. <laughs> and who would they send? It would be UN, World Economic Forum, WHO kind of people, right? The global bureaucrats that are seizing power all around the world right now. Who's left? We're the shining... It's the American middle class. That that that's 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 what's left. That's that's us, and they want us unarmed, and they want us surveilled entirely to the max. And I say it's unsustainable. I mean, I, I hear a little despair in your voice, Jim, and I don't blame you for it. But that's the task right now is to make sure that this is not sustainable. The road they're heading down, and you know, Biden screwing the pooch so badly, uh, running this country. I think is giving us a little bit more credibility even to try to make sure that this is unsustainable. You think yeah, but the possible problem is that every every time that we get the Senate, the House of Presidency, we don't do anything with it. So you I know, noticed we that keep saying, looking forward to when we do this and when we do that never happens. So once we get the power, we don't do anything with it. Right. Look at Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. Look at what they did. They spiked everything good. You know what I mean? So, you know, what do the people do? And that is the question. What do we do? And Neil Oliver says, don't start a revolution, but hang on to what we have, the foundations that still work and are effective and have proven effective over time. But hopefully these, these freaks currently in power will wash away and something better will replace We have to help make sure that is what happens. Anyway, I'd like to keep going, but... Backbone Radio signing off. Wonderful program. Thank you, Kelly Michaels. And we'll talk to you next Sunday.